what are some of the biggest maybe either flips or what has like just completely died off a cliff that you just never seem to hear or see anymore i miss the honda days of like just the crazy Honda builds where like 300 horsepower was like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't, I don't see that. Like the streetable, yeah. the streetable cars. And yeah. then I think the other thing that kind of makes me sad is I just don't see wagons like at all anymore. There's yeah. still some old wagons you can snag up and buy. And, and I just don't see them as much anymore. I see a lot of people like they had it, they got rid of it. They're just mm -hmm. buying a sedan now. What do you think? I can't believe this hasn't come back yet because I think it would do extremely well right now is spinners. I don't know oh, how yeah. spinners haven't made a comeback. Welcome back to the Martini Work podcast. Martini, Martini Work. work. Mar yeah, what? Martini Works podcast. Oh my God, I was trying to, I was literally thinking to myself, I was like, Mar 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 where did I put the S again? But welcome back to another episode. If you are listening or watching, thank you so much for the support. If you haven't had a chance yet and you want to learn a little bit more about what we're up to, go check out martiniworks.com. We're adding new brands, new things to the site every single day, and we got more build threads. There's been some dope ones out there. I'm covered in dirt. Why are you covered in dirt, fucking thing been living outside for the last if few you, months yeah if you guys and gals don't know we are building a 2023 nissan z it's right behind Some us right now hey, be careful with the word building people get upset about we stuff. are modifying Coils the and wheels are built yeah they are um anyway no just kidding kind of not really not we really. are building a 2023 nissan z we're working we're get, on we're, one, we're, right? get, we're getting there and uh we're kind of building it out to be a, a functional kind of track slash have at least a little bit of weight at a car show. And it's been going really well. We're going to spend the first segment talking a little bit about it. Some of the good, and unfortunately, if you're not watching, Gels is covered in dust and dirt and grime and a little bit of sweat because he's going to talk... And cuteness. He's going to talk a little bit about the bad. Should we start off with well, the good Wait, 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 wait. One, uh, one disclaimer. I think uh, this would be interesting to talk about because uh, we've been working on cars a lot. And sometimes when you get a new car, it's nice to work on because yeah. things aren't rusty you yep. know it's easy to take off and then sometimes it's a fucking nightmare because they like over engineered the fuck out of it mm -hmm. or did silly things That's or didn't thing. think of yeah <laughs> usually it is um so like i don't know we've gotten a chance to work on a brand new gr86 yep brand new z so it's yeah. like let's talk about it because i don't obviously not a ton of people have gotten their hands on these yeah. yet and got a chance to wrench on them and i think that is a huge part of cars that isn't talked about enough is like when you're working on it, how much of a pain in the ass? Right. Some cars truly are just better and more convenient to work on than others. Yeah. Um, and I think we've already seen that between the Subaru and the Nissan. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, coming from, I guess, comparison, uh, suspension installation wise, the GR86, even though it is a new car, not a ton of miles on it, gave us a lot of trouble yeah. with the suspension. I don't know why. Um, it was just everything that we touched seemed to be an issue. And then, like, we would get it out, but, like, we would have to remove more to get the rest of it out. And, like, yeah. it was just a lot of just kind of messing around with a lot of stuff that we shouldn't have had to. Whereas working on the Z here, we got in there. Those wheel wells are so open. It's, oh. a, it's a double wishbone setup. So all you have to do is unbolt the lower mount and the top three. And then hopefully have enough room between the two control arms to pull the, the coil yeah. over out. They did that. They gave us a ton of room in there. Nothing was actually mounted to the strut. Like the, um, the actual lower bolt and the sway bar end link were all one assembly. Mm -hmm. So you just pulled that whole thing out. So you just 
undid two bolts. The bottom was out. You undid the three, and then all the wires and everything they're actually clipped to the control arm. Made it super easy. We had the fronts done. If we weren't like filming everything, we would have had that done in probably. 20 minutes. 20, 25 minutes. So yeah. to, to be honest, and this is, this is where it's really important because a lot of people are going to say, well, Alex and Gels and Dakota, it's a brand new car. And I totally hear you on that. But yeah, here's, but if, here's the thing. If the GR86 had the simplicity of the Nissan right. Z, working on it would not have been mm. that difficult, even though you're probably dealing with a little bit more rust. Maybe you need to do some like, what is it called? Like the blaster, the JB blaster? PB blaster. PB blaster. You know, use a little bit. I was trying to think of it as like JB Weld. JB Blaster. Don't use that to loosen stuff. JB Morgan. You're using that stuff in between. Stop it. Put the mic down. Between the two. And the Z's been really easy to work on. And I think a lot of that has to do with some of the shit talking that people have given the new Nissan Z. And I almost think it's a fantastic thing, which is it is very similar to the 370Z. It is very similar to the 350Z. Dakota and I were laughing about the rotors because they're EBC upgraded rotors. <laughs> and on the back, it's like Nissan 370Z yeah, works right. from 09 yeah. to current. And it's 09 like, to infinity with four, Nissan. 14 years. Wait, infinity. <laughs> Whoa, Whoa, Nissan. <laughs> they knew what they were doing. No, yeah. So getting onto that as well, we we also while we were in there, we're like, we had the EBC brakes, so we yep. wanted to swap those out. It was uh drilled and well, just slotted rotors. Uh so upgraded rotors, upgraded brake pads, the Brembo setup on here. Insanely uh, easy. Insanely easy. You just drop the pins out. You pull the pads out. It was two bolts to take the whole caliper assembly off, swap the new rotor on. Again, very, very easy. All was going well. Uh-oh. Until we decided to say, hey, while we're so far ahead, why don't we start getting ready to throw the new FI exhaust on this yeah. thing? Because it does have... The, the current exhaust pipes on this car, like, I'm like not an kidding. Inch and a half. They're like an inch, I, they're inch and a half. They're this big. You can put your your hand around the whole mm -hmm. thing. Where you know, yeah, what it's saying? like, it is. It's one of that. And so it's like the okay sign, and that's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you that's, go. that's, that's that you got it. Z exhaust. And not to mention, this exhaust is dead silent on this car. It's disgusting. Yeah. It's and the hear the engine revving, and when you're sitting right next to yeah, the we, tail throw. We got a like a stock exhaust clip for reference and comparison, and. I heard no exhaust. All I heard was intake and engine noise. Which is such a weird thing, I feel like, to almost miss I, like, on a sports Does car. Nissan know it sounds bad? <laughs> I just maybe. don't understand why they did it. Is it maybe like a global restriction EPA thing? No, 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 so no, no, no. I'm just so surprised because I feel like I every, just think they did a bad exhaust. Every sports car nowadays <laughs> yeah, new cars has some sort of valved exhaust from the factory. So when you put it into sport mode, blah, blah, blah. you can hear it. Up. Yep. Like, you know, the stock super, for instance, you put that thing into sport mode, it pops and crackles. Yeah, yeah. And it's some good noises. Yeah. It sounds BMWs good. BMWs have the best stock OEM, like, exhaust note. Yeah. I think out of everything you can Somewhere. buy right you now just, for a sports car. And, like, I understand it's a stock exhaust, but with a more performance-oriented sports car, you should hear a little That's something. what I'm saying. Yeah, a you, little. You I'm hear saying. nothing yeah. out of this thing. Yeah. So anyway, we started getting into it. It was fantastic. Gels was doing an absolute I was having. I was job. having a day yesterday. We had the coilovers in. We got the brakes in. We had so much content filmed. I'm like, damn, that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen where you get no. a lot of stuff done no. on a car no. mm. and film a lot of content yeah. one day. And then it hit us. And I like was a feeling freight good. Train. I was moving like a freight train. I had a lot of momentum. This big boy was moving quick, and there was not going to be a lot to slow him down. Something well, slowed something him slowed, down. Yeah, it's screeching and it was halt in the form of one fucking exhaust nut. <laughs> 
How big is the exhaust it's, nut? It's a 14 millimeter. Who would win one 14 millimeter exhaust nut or, or one, big, one boy. big Midwestern boy? Apparently a 14 millimeter exhaust nut. Let me just nut. say every nut on this exhaust yeah. was so fucking tight. It was insane. I don't so know why. We worked on that. We worked on the Z all day. Never once and ran into And there it. was like things that we were looking up where they said, Oh, this thing is going to be torqued to 130 foot pounds. It's going to be tight. Not once were we like, oh, shit, you know, until we got to these. Those are the tightest fucking bolts on the whole goddamn car is those exhaust nuts right there. It was a little tight for me. But one of them, literally the last one that we needed to separate because the exhaust system is very intricate. It's very long. 50 fucking pieces like comes. Yeah, it's like a fucking wishbone back there. And. To separate the front half from the back half. So we got it from the cats, and then like the rest of it separates in one spot to get it out of the car. And guess which one rounded? Yeah. The last one to the keep one we needed. separating the exhaust. And I was like, no, it's going to be okay. We can just feed it through. We can snake it. We worked on that for probably an hour trying to find some can't way, to no way to freaking like pivot it out of there. And, it goes over the subframe, and we can't drop the subframe. It's like right where the jacks are. And the the exhaust was built, I think, perfectly though for what we were trying to do: break it in half, snake it through, snake it through. Yeah, if they wanted to torque the damn things at three hundred goddamn foot pounds. So we are currently cutting off a, a nut. Yeah, right so I I've like tried everything. Right I the because of the of the way that the the nut is designed because it's like uh it has a nut but it then has like the wa- like the flare on it too yeah. for like a washer. Because it's it's an actual stud that is in the flange of the exhaust. So there's no like bolt on the back to like grab onto. It's just a stud and then the nut. And I couldn't I was, I came back this morning. I went home last night. Calmed down. Cried a little Brought, bit. Yep. I was just called, like, you know, I had a drink. I was like, I have the tools for this. I have we have the technology. I have the the sockets that bite. Yeah, like the it, extractor. Like extractor. I also had a nut splitter. I'm like, with those two combinations, we are golden. Well, the fact that it's a flared thing, I can't get the nut splitter on it. It just slides off and it wants to go like straight to the stud. Um th- because for some reason they used a 14 millimeter bolt. <laughs> None of my extractors are 14 millimeter. They go from 13 to 15 to 17. Of course, that's how it always is. So couldn't get that. I even like tried pounding it on there. I tried a 13 mil, like 12 point socket, pounding it on there. Like it was on there and I am reefing on this thing and it was not coming off. Like I don't know if they accidentally decided to weld that one on or what, but <laughs> so we it are, was not coming. So I am currently in the process of having a Dremel tool with a cutoff wheel, splitting the nut into as many pieces as possible and then hopefully just pounding it off with a flathead screwdriver and a hammer so the nissan z is currently totaled um pretty much the underside is rough the good news is is we should have a better sounding car by the end of the day today that's on newer wheels all i'm saying is it better sound good (laughs) it's going to because of the amount of work we're doing to make it sound good as long as we don't have an exhaust leak we should be fine noise actually i shouldn't say that because I don't know. I've heard some things about these cars, these cars not sounding great. See, that's no. the thing. Everybody that has a, a 350Z, 370Z, or knows of the exhaust issues with these cars, it's the same thing, right? We almost fell for it with this car, too. People will go and they'll put, and they'll, like, straight pipe the whole thing. Like, high flow, high flow cat, yeah. muffler, 
that's it. And they're like, why does it sound so bad? And it's like, these cars, these engines, even though it's a twin turbo mm-hmm. application, even the naturally aspirated 370s and 350, they need resonators. They, get raspy. they need some sort of like high flow cell cat, something to just hold the noise, hold the vibration, and they're just a touch longer. Because if it goes straight through, it sounds like absolute mm-hmm. trash. So FI, I actually asked FI to send me. Yeah, we both, got options yeah, down here. <laughs> I asked them to send me both their like their race cats, so catless. Like a resonated. And then yeah. a 200 cell high flow cat. Yeah. And I think without even throwing it on yet, I want to do the 200 cell cat Yeah, give it, give it the best chance that it has. Yeah. You know, you would ask me five years ago, I'd say no, full center. Yep, but 100%. I would I do the same thing. Can't do that anymore. That's I, what I wanted <laughs> to talk about too, is like through all these years, We've had our fair share of working on cars in the garage. Mm-hmm. Do you do you still enjoy it? Do you still like working on cars? I do. I mean, yeah, I get super frustrated with things like that because, you know, yeah, you're pretty it, it's heated. always the last bolt. It's yeah. always the last it's, one. It's always fucking something yeah. working on cars. Yeah. There's always one goddamn thing always. at a minimum <laughs> that derails everything. And that is infuriating. Yeah. In the heat of the moment, yeah, it sucks. But it's it's always the outcome. And yes. You know, spending the time, like especially when doing it with friends and stuff like that, it makes it so much better. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And then, you know, like I said, the the final outcome, seeing, the, I I cannot wait to get this thing on the ground because it went up completely bone stock. It's coming down a new suspension, new brakes, new Ooh, wheels, yeah. new exhaust. It's gonna be a completely new car in a matter of like a day or two. Yeah. So yeah, no, I really do enjoy it still. I I love working on my cars at home. That's why like. You know, when we were looking for a house, I wanted a garage that I could, you know, had the space to work on stuff that, mm-hmm. you know, had the heater. So I didn't could only not work on stuff when it was warm out, you know. Um, no, I, I still do enjoy it and I enjoy the process of it. But, yeah, I'm with anything there, you're going to have your moments. Yeah, I'm think, having one of those moments. I think there's there are certain things I love about it that I could do all the time. And there are certain things I never want to touch again. Like I, I despise going and chasing down like electrical gremlins like, that oh, that would yeah, that yeah. would never be something i would I like give to, up. that i would want to do on a saturday <laughs> right um but i think for for me where i enjoy it the most is when i'm confident around whatever platform mm-hmm. i'm working on which is cool because like with this this car makes me feel confident on working on yeah. the gloria because it has a lot of s chassis stuff on the underneath needing to switch things out or change mm-hmm. things around or go play with things i'm very comfortable with that so as long as i'm comfortable yeah. i love working on it. but like when i look at when i look at mario's new car for instance like if we were to have to go in there and be like, well, we've got a, an it's EVAP a BMW or by the this way. or you know, <laughs> yeah, three thirty five A. Oh my God, that scares the ever living shit. Yeah, out of me. like especially I, with how many owner, you know, you I never don't know, know what I'm gonna get into. It could go into the garage and it could sit for six hours, right. or it could sit for six weeks. We don't I, know, and that's what scares me about building cars. Right, and that's why, like personally, I am so picky with like the cars that I go pick out to buy. You know, because of those things, it is very easy to get into something because you're desperate. You just want that car to go get something that's been ran through five people. Who knows what modifications were done? Who knows what was taken off? Who knows what maintenance was done? What the condition? You know, there there are a lot of things that play into yeah. a factor of modifying a car that can make it, things very, very yeah. difficult, very quick. Previous owner can make or break. Oh, my God. Your yeah. impressions of a car 100 mm-hmm. percent. so you got to factor that in and that's a good point when you're looking at cars sometimes it's really nice to pick up a car that's been modified because mm-hmm. you're saving a lot of money because yep. obviously modification and maybe too it's like those are the mods i would fucking do yeah but it depends how they did them <laughs> yeah because holy shit can that just change oh, everything can derail it so I d- fast i do think the one the one type of mod if i saw it i don't know if i could ever 
like buy it with with the mod on because it just scares me a little bit too much is when i see people pick up like wide body supras yeah. already done yeah yes. wide body yeah, yeah, gr6s yeah, yeah. already done and i'm like i mm, where did you get like where'd you install the key? yeah who it's did like, it oh did i did it in my garage you're like what, wait oh, was you it know done? what i would say that for holy shit what boosted naturally aspirated cars also i don't that i don't like want to buy Civics? someone's yeah <laughs> i don't want to buy someone's boosted car because unless maybe if it was a friend and i knew them or maybe i got to help or something like that dude it is or a shop build yeah <sighs> so like i would say you know like let's say uh aj from Endless, right? If he had yeah. like a Civic Turbo build that he had for his shop for like three or four years, right? Okay. And he was kind of, sure. I could maybe see it that way, but like, sure. dude, wide body cars scare the shit out of me. They just, they do. Yeah. Like just getting into it myself. And like, we look at the S2000 and I'm even looking at it. I'm like, well, I could, I could cut it here and I could leave this here. And you like, you start thinking about these little corners yeah. that you could cut, which you is, go- the, it's the sin. <laughs> it's the sin of cutting up a car. Yeah. But if I'm thinking it, I know that there are Everybody that's ever installed a wide body in their garage is probably either doing it or did it. The desperation has come through at some point, and there were decisions that have been made. Yeah. And when you realize what those decisions could have been, it's fucking terrifying. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and at least like if you do those to your own car, yeah. you know about it's it. Like, I and you're aware of it. I did yeah. it. But yeah. Well, or like you know a way to kind of work around it or you get yeah. used to it or whatever, or you're planning to replace it. But when you just don't even know about yeah. it, and then you buy it, so, you just like get I remember with it. Left an example, right. yeah. uh, my buddy bought a salvage title s2000 and this is just a a simple uh one but like he bought aftermarket apr mirrors and he was so fucking excited they finally came in they're carbon fiber Mm -hmm. new part for the car we go to install install the passenger side great go to install the um driver's side entire thing is just bondo they don't fit there's (gasps) no way they're fucking going on it's not gonna happen absolutely 100 percent not Something happening as simple as mirrors and yeah. it's like oh, dude it just sat all fucking wonky the bolts wouldn't go on nothing lined up and he he was oh. so disappointed and it's like man that fucking sucks i remember when i when i sold the 280z i did like this thing because i knew with wcc and jumping in when i was at f5 i was like god i sell this car and i don't you know, be fully transparent with it. It's going to come back to bite me in the ass. And I remember having to sit down and I literally sat in my garage with a laptop and I was like, what is every single thing that somebody would need to know that's wrong, like wrong with the car? And I went through front to back. I mean, the list was like this fucking big where I was like, hey, by the way, we put some Bondo here. We couldn't really fill this out. Hey, by the way, you know, this this mirror is going to be a little looser because I didn't want any chances and it's like coming back and being like because you never know people yeah because then you know you build your car yourself you get used to those small Mm -hmm. little yeah yeah sometimes you completely even forget about it it just becomes natural like oh no that's just how it is (laughs) but a new owner that jumps in and oh they're gonna be turn something and all of a sudden nothing it doesn't work and you're like oh well the air conditioning only works in auto one and four two and three don't work (laughs) it's like well why well because we took the uh, air condenser out one time and when we put it back in we just Man, we don't. We don't know well, because I took the entire electrical system <laughs> out of the car and I was on my garage floor for three months. That's <laughs> why, generally speaking, I think it's best to just buy a car stock. Yeah, uh, like if you can, if you can. Yeah, I know there's certain circumstances, and there's probably some circumstances too where you'd come out way ahead if you bought a modified. See, that's right. That's right. Like we talked about it stock. at the beginning when you're like, uh, you know, wheels and tires aren't a build, right? 
it's almost as if that pressure of people wanting to do more and more and more and more yeah. and more is the very reason so many shitty builds Happen. come out out of pure accident because it's just like, oh, well, wheels and tires aren't a build, so you jump in the suspension. You're like, well, suspension's not really either. So then you go into intake, well, a tune, that's really what we need. And then you just start going further and further in, maybe not even for yourself, right? You're doing it because people are telling you it's not right, a build. It's like, dude, pressure. you get a, a Lexus LS400, wheels coils or wheels tires and coils or wheels tires and air suspension and you tint your windows i don't give a fuck that thing is dope as shit like good be happy with that you do not need to go through and do all this extra shit if you really want to just enjoy and drive your car consistently right otherwise you're just going to end up with a garage build that takes forever (laughs) i think people that like do just like wheels tires and suspension I don't think they deserve to be shamed no, for only really. doing that. There is some cars that literally look good, just dropped. And I love yeah. the simplicity of like an OEM looking car, but on some nice fitted wheels yeah. and lowered. Sometimes that looks super fucking clean. Yeah. So it's the yeah. best like daily driver yeah. too. You know I, what I mean? You I, see I, well, them. Like, yeah. And it's sometimes too, it's like especially for some platforms that the aftermarket stuff out there just doesn't look as good as OEM stuff sometimes or it just looks out of place where that's that's what the that's what the Z when we were trying to look at arrow to get yeah. on the car before yeah. Gat, and like because we had it some is a very you know the the body lines are very precise it is a yeah. very squared off car so any you know there's nothing sticking out of the car correct so as it's soon as you in. throw some like canards on yeah. the front it's no you're already off to a you're, weird start. you're already off to a weird start like you add protruding body lines to this yeah. car and it gets really weird my favorite looking kit so far and i'm saying this because i'm only talking about produced kits sure. so far um is 326 power i really like what like they what they have on this car but the problem is 326 power is like almost aesthetic exclusively style parts so yeah. like their rear wing they're like oh by the way if you need to fill up in gas you got to open up the trunk because the wing sits over the gas cap. i was like well i don't want to deal with that i don't want to immediately jump into a oh, wing and be the, like the thing comes because yeah, it comes over and it's like i don't want to immediately remove a normal oh my essential god. function oh my of the god. car for a wing and that shit will start annoying you so much like the first few times it's whatever because you're, you're you just love how it yeah. looks but then once you get kind of used to how it looks and it's just like this is fucking annoying. like that reminds me of putting harnesses in my car yeah oh yeah god i no, I'm not doing that. I so, will never do that again unless I have a track car specifically. But I, but I do like the th- uh, the 326 stuff. I was looking at like the TJ, the Street Hunter stuff, and mm-hmm. I just like I can't. I think we've talked about it before, but I can't get over the like the double, like the triple yeah. lips that are coming out on cars, and it's super common. It's on Supers too. That's why we talked about your kit. I loved your front lip because it didn't have that. But a, not even just Street Hunters. A lot of these new kits coming out have like one and two and three front lips. And what it's I, like what the hell? I think what's <laughs> happening is that a lot of these cars from factory are. I mean, we talked about it when you picked this thing up, how fucking high it sat. Yeah. It's, it's super and it's, high. And it, even when you throw it on coils and stuff, it's like, okay, you get the good fitment on the, the wheels and stuff. The but the front end but points the front, like yeah, up. But the front is still massive, yeah. like monster trucking. So I think a lot of these companies, they they have to do that in it and it kind of helps like because yeah, if you don't step it down yeah. it looks like one just, huge yeah, solid like you piece. have like the yeah. fucking like crimson chin coming at you you know i think where it would where it would really help though is like you you almost have to go up the design to fix the bottom of the design because like yeah. the the z has that huge rectangle right mm-hmm. it's like put a small maybe like almost triangle-ish piece to here's, the top here's, to break it up and then go back down a little bit throw something really mild here's, on it and here's, be good. here's the problem here's the problem I, I just figured out what it is oh we have a lack of just traditional body kits on the market right now for new cars what do you mean 
What do you mean? That any body kit out there is just a wide body, 12 piece over fender kit that you have to cut up the car. You know, is there just like a bumper replacement and some new side skirts and a rear bump, like just a four piece body kit for this car? No, no, not yet. No. And, you know, because I look at the like the 240, for instance, like they're galore, just like standard, like four piece, but mm-hmm. four six piece body kits out there. Uh, I think the first gen FRSs are actually starting to get them a little bit. So it just takes um, time, I think. I think it does take time. And and yeah, everyone's trying to just solve it with a lip kit. But you're the what you're starting with is kind of tough. Yeah, because, you know, we, we did the, the front points up the, the sides don't sit as low. The rears, you know, got all this stuff going on to it. So I just think, slapping a lip kit on it, I don't think is the best solution. You almost need just a redesigned front bumper. I, and I think Adro is doing a good job with that. Adro is. But Adro's got a lot of pieces to their kits. And yeah, stuff too. It's like by the time you get done with it, you got a whole new car. Now, granted, I know the Adro kits look fantastic. For but... instance, the, the G80. A lot of people have issues with the front end of the G80. We talked about this last time, but they did come out with a solution. Here is a new designed kit. front bumper yeah. for it. I, yeah. I would say the, the front end of this car reminds me a lot of the 430. If you remember the 430 before it had that front lip, it yeah. had the same thing. It the front just, bumper kicks up yep. just a little bit. So it gives it this weird look. So what they did with the front lip is they had it curve over the bottom of the stock mm-hmm. body, came all the way through, and then it just gave it a little point in the middle. Sure. Obviously, there was a cut in there, but like there was just a little bit of that almost protrusion, mm-hmm. and then it went back up to, to go, and it flattened the front bumper. Right. And I think that's what this car needs is a lip that doesn't yep. protrude, but it flattens yep. everything out. And then that way you can start to say, okay, now it looks yeah. fixed. It looks flat. It doesn't look like it's bumping up. Because that fixed the 430. For me, the 430 looks like a whole different car oh, yeah. just with that yep, front yep. carbon fiber. It did add a lot. Yeah. It, it just completed like where it seemed like it was just lacking a piece of the body. Yeah, it literally just looks like that. But we are going to take a break, which, by the way, if you didn't hear, we got some pretty... Tremendous news. We're officially sponsored by a tire company <gasps> on the Martini Works podcast known as Continental Tire. They and gave they us stools. They sent us some really they cool sent super us stools. Nice. Yeah, so they sent I us stools. Um, the camera you know, yeah, the, <laughs> I'm pretty sure, Thank you know, bless Rebecca's heart, yeah. but us <laughs> continuing to take the kitchen stools and as they got dirtier and dirtier <laughs> from us working in the garage, I think uh, it's good that we got the old Contis on They're here. They're comfortable. They are comfortable, but we do want to say thank you to Continental Tire for being the official tire partner of the Martini Works podcast. If y'all are interested, we do have Continental Tires available through martiniworks.com. You can get that packaged with wheels. All you got to do is talk to us. Yes. Uh, talk to the chatbot on there and we will get you set up with the lowest price wheels and tire packages that you could possibly imagine but i think what the biggest thing we want to talk about with continental tire this time around is going to be the fact that we are jumping in to winter time winter is coming coming. so if you guys or gals are on the fence of understanding Uh, if you need winter tires or not the answer is yes and dakota what tires would you recommend the viking contact sevens i know we said it a million times but dude i'm telling (laughs) you no shit winter tires saved my life they're the best. Yep. I want to get a winter tire tattoo because I love them. So much. <laughs> I'm not match, joking. Match your original continental tattoo. Yeah, yeah. I have a summer tattoo. I need a winter tattoo. <laughs> Put it on the other arm. Yeah. No, I'll text Josh. This is my winter wants, arm. No, the, the, the Viking contacts are a fantastic tire. They work super great in terms of getting through the snow, which is the biggest issue when you start looking at winter tires. Which not is only just, getting how does through it, get it, through it, and how does it push it away to keep traction on it. 
and stopping in it. Yeah, the stopping Dude, power is huge. Stopping changes completely when you have winter tires. It's yeah. crazy. Because it does scare you a little bit when you are riding around in a car that does have winter tires, like good ones, like the Viking Contacts, because then what ends up happening is you're in the passenger seat and the person's still going 40 at the yeah. stop sign and you're getting closer. You're like, you should be braking by now. Like, yeah. We're you dead. should be braking. We're, 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 we're dead. We're dead. And then winter. boom, brake. Good to go. Which there's a lot of technology that goes behind the scenes to make that work. But if you're just looking to understand when you should buy them, Highly recommend thinking about that now because as you start going into October, but if you if you get caught in a snowstorm in late October, early November, you're screwed. So yeah, yeah. start looking at your winter tires if you are located up in the winter states. And if you're looking for a specific tire that we like a lot, the Viking Contacts are definitely a solid one to go for. We're going to take a small break. When we come back, we're going to be talking about more car stuff. Yeah. So if you're listening to this when it's released... We're at Gatlinburg. Yeah. What else would they release it to? Literally, literally right now. We are probably we are sleeping in our cabin, probably a little hungover, about to eat breakfast. Brecky. Yeah. So if you guys don't know, Slamming Up Gatlinburg show in Tennessee. We've talked about it a few times. Fantastic show. Lots of fun. But the biggest thing is quite honestly the whole weekend, right? The vibes yeah. of the weekend. Uh, Gels, what are you taking down? <laughs> taking the RX-8. And your trailer? Oh! No. Whoa! Why aren't you trailering it? Because that shit expensive. Honestly, yeah, that's way too fucking I'm like expensive. Budgeting it out right now with the amount of times we're gonna have to stop for gas and the premix and the bathroom breaks, whatever. It's probably gonna be just as much to drive it down than it would be to trailer it. Did you but, not get a premix sponsorship? Um, I thought you did. We're waiting on we're else? we're waiting on they, renewable lubricants <laughs> to respond back to gels. Yeah, they they did they, they did give me the thing where it's like, oh, we can give you the race sponsorship, which is probably like a percentage off, and I mm. just. It's like, oh, you ghosted them. Yeah. Oh, so you gave Anyways, it back. so are, yeah. is there anything you're like, <laughs> you're, you're specifically us. nervous about driving the RX-8 down for? Let me rephrase. Oh. You're driving a rotary RX-8 yes. over 2,400 1500 miles. 1,500 miles. There and back? 15 back. 1,500 there and back, yeah. Okay, so you're driving, you're driving a rotary RX-8 yeah. 1,500 miles there and back. Yes. Wide body, air suspension, yes. big wheels. You built it in your garage. Stretched. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what? Anything nope. you're nervous about? Nothing? Or are you pretty confident at this point? <laughs> Got nothing. <laughs> you're feeling a 10. No, I am I am nervous. I, it is a long trip. It's like a 13, 14 hour drive for us, plus like bathroom breaks and eating and probably just taking a little refueling. bit of rest and refueling every probably 200 miles. Um, yeah, no, I'm nervous. I think the air suspension does help, though. I have gone every anytime I have taken it a distance. I just go through, make sure that the lines are good. There's nothing rubbing. There's nothing weird. Um, so definitely going to go through and make sure we do that. Um, I do want to have some. I'm going to just pack some spare line if I need it. I was going to say you bring like fuses, a safety bag. Yeah, like line fuses, the line cutter. Uh, smart. Tape, like the Teflon tape. Just yeah. a, a go Very bag smart. of air suspension needs. But that also means that I can just air it up a little more um, for any possible obstacles in the road or just rough conditions because the last time we went to Tennessee some of the roads were just absolutely oh my god garbage yeah um and and things do just happen on the road so aired up a little bit I'll be fine with it reliability wise I am changing up the the spark plugs um with rotaries especially the RX8 I think it is recommended to change them out every 15 to 20,000 miles um I don't know when the last time that has been done on mine I haven't driven that car that much but I figured I might as well just do it yeah I feel yeah, like they have um, because that that can cause a lot of issues too we are 
getting to that 60-ish thousand mile range. I want to go like rebuild know, time typically. It, that's the beginning of the, the window. Oh, the beginning of the downfall. <laughs> the Perfect time the to downfall. drive it to a different um, state. The, the thing is, we're heading down with a ton of people. Yeah, you'll be We fine. know a lot of people. If we have to fucking leave it at a truck stop for a couple days because, you know, rotor one decided to lose all compression. <laughs> It is, Fuck it. It, is. it is what it is. I'll call you. I'll hop in the trunk of the Supra or something because yeah. you're driving the Supra down. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm not. I mean, that, that'll be fine. Oh, been there, done that. Yeah. Oh, okay. How'd that go? Went fine. This guy in his new, what? this guy in his new car. Why are you looking at me? I'm excited as hell to drive it down. No, I'm just kidding. I, okay. All right. Well, I, say, I haven't had any issue. That car is perfect. I bought it from this Texas. Guy, this guy I was just trying to car. ruffle your feathers about your tees, but that's okay. Oh. <laughs> But see, that wasn't super I know. inflicted. That I was know. me inflicted. Yeah. The only so, thing I got to be worried about is me. <laughs> yeah. It's it's going to be expensive. It's going to be a little uncomfortable. I can't uh, going down with my wife Maggie. She can't drive manual, so it's like going to be me driving the whole time. You should make a video teaching her to drive manual. Just on the way down. <laughs> yeah, get the yeah. Arc save. There you go. <laughs> I can't drive this anymore. You drive. Yeah. It. I don't know how. Okay. Well, we'll figure it out. Yep. Um, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, though. I think it'll be fun. I'm going to do some content on it. I'm going to just put together how much it costs to drive an RX-8 1,500 miles to oh, a car Oh, that would be interesting. Um, so, like, with the cost of gas, premix, anything that's needed for that. That's cool. Um, because I think that is important because, you know, gearing up for this, I'm like, oh, my God. Because not only with uh, premixing it, but with the way I have it set up with the Sone adapter and stuff, I do have a reservoir that I need to keep full because instead of pulling oil from the oil pan, it is, like, just a tank um, yeah, you want to explain remix. what the Sone adapter is for yeah. people that don't know just yeah, real so, quick? So essentially, r- rotaries, what they would do from factory is there's an oil metering pump, which is what injects the oil into the com- like the chamber, like the combustion chamber. Yes. And that's what lubricates the seals and things like that. So that's why rotaries, oh, they burn oil. Yeah, they're supposed <laughs> to. That's what keeps it lubricated. <laughs> um, so what essentially this d- does is allows me to bypass that metering pump and metering pump still is powered by everything but instead of pulling dirty used oil from the oil pan which is actually really thin so it can be injected we can swap that out for a heavier oil which is better for the bearings and the seals and things like that and then it pulls from a separate relocated reservoir which we just constantly fill with fresh premix so it's always fresh oil going in you can see where it's at how um, much how much it, does it hold the, the it's about Two quarts. So how how long does two quarts of premix last you? A while. Um, it, it's not pulling a ton, but you know it is a thing that you, I would say every every time I stop for gas, I do check it just to make sure that you know, it's not leaking or it's not empty. Because if it's then empty, it's not injecting any oil. It's just relying on the premix, so that gets a little scary. Um, but I would say with how much I drive it, I put add a quart every other month or so. Okay. Okay, you don't bad, really man. drive it too often. Yeah, though. yeah. Well, been waiting on buying some oil, so. <laughs> sure. There you go. There but you yeah, go. it is it is a cost that does add up because you know I'm looking looking at this trip coming up here and I bought four quarts, um, and I was like, shit. Well, two of those are gonna have to go in the zone adapter. So fucking wild. And then I'll have two for driving. I don't know how much I'm gonna have to fill up. I'm probably just gonna buy four more quarts just to oh be my safe. God, dude. I don't know. Um, but yeah, for, an oil change really drives. Yeah, for four quarts, it's like sixty-eight bucks. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Alex, how many cars are you bringing down now? Uh, I don't even know to be honest with you which ones are coming and which ones are. I'm staying. only bringing two. Oh, you're only bringing two? I would have wanted to bring 
three. Yeah, I thought that's what you were doing. Well, your, wife's I didn't, al- your wife's also bringing one. Your wife's bringing one, yeah. So three together. Okay. Um, I didn't know if somebody was going to take the Gloria down. So Yeah, I, I thought gonna, the Gloria was coming. I was going to prep it all, but it doesn't sound like that's needed anymore. Okay. So that's fine. That okay. one made yeah. it all the way down and back last year just fine. Yeah. It was awesome. Um, and I think it had to be a blast. Oh, it's so much fun. It's so much fun. I and like it's and it's like, oh, I wish I could bring it. I wish I could bring it because it is such a fun <laughs> cruiser. But uh, we're taking the 430 and we're taking the the Nissan Z, which by the time you're listening to this, it will have debuted officially at Gatlinburg. So wait, we're doing all these mods and then you're just driving it straight to Tennessee? Or is the Z getting trailered? No, the Z's not getting trailered. We're I was just up. checking. No, we're be confident. <laughs> be, be confident. Yeah, we gotta so- we gotta get it all done and we're driving it down there. I know there's a group leaving Wednesday. Wednesday. 2 a.m. 2 a.m. We are the later group, and we're leaving like 2 a.m. Thursday. Yep. So, so if I break down, I'll just, you know, I'll yeah, call we'll, you. We'll, yeah, we'll meet up at some point. Yeah, I'll be like, hey, I'm in Indianapolis. And I'll, I'll be like, <laughs> <laughs> later, like sucker. I'll pop open the suicide doors on the RX. <laughs> you can hop back there. That's another thing. We got a, probably a lot of shit to bring with us. I don't know how much we're going to fit in that. Yeah, that's that's a, that's like the tough part when you when you're hosting and you have a booth there, right? So we have a we have four cars plus a 20 by 20 booth setup. Yeah. And we have it kind of set up a little bit differently this year than years past where it's going to be set up where the cars are going to be on both sides of the alley and then you'll walk through the middle to get to the tent. Yeah, you kind of like come into the tent. It's not just like we're going to be standing under the tent selling you stuff, but uh, you can like come in and yeah. hang out and like we'll have stuff to do. Yeah, we're we're planning on bringing a sim rig. That's the goal. We got to get it, make sure it all fits, but we're going to have competitions for that. So mm-hmm. fastest time around, you know, one of the laps is going to get you an entry into win a free set of wheels and tires plus some goodies. That's crazy. We have a set of VR forged and a set of Continental tires that we'll be bringing some with. You'll be able shit. to win that if you come and pick up like a t-shirt or a decal or if you get the best time on the sim rig. Um, a lot of really cool stuff. We got a meet and greet, so we'll be taking pictures and signing stuff, and then I think we've also got you know, that's it. Actually, I think that's all we got. I'm oh excited. no, we have a limited uh, apparel too. We got yeah. a Saturday, Saturday and tea Sunday and a Sunday tee, which is super cool. Yeah, and the apparel turned out sick. Yeah, mm-hmm. we got a, a a t-shirt for Saturday, a t-shirt and a hoodie for Sunday. Um, we've got F1 style hoodies that are coming too. Those that are we're dope. really excited for. So like they're really high quality. And we got the, um, the wabi sabi. Wabi sabi Gloria tea. Yeah, we got a wabi sabi tea coming. I That's want one neat. of those. It's kind of. It looks kind of cool. I. It's a little out there, but I really dig it. Yeah, I'm oh. trying to. I'm trying to figure out like. It's the, just I, something that I wouldn't wear. Not yeah. wouldn't wear, but it's just, I don't. <laughs> I really like my, it actually. Don't have in my collection, but it does look really neat. Yeah, it's like a, a greenish pistachio tea, but I'm kind of excited. I just want to try something. That's different. nuts. Because pistachios, <laughs> I get it. Needless to say, we've got a lot of stuff for Gatlinburg. So, yes. Uh, yeah. So this is Friday. If you're listening to this on Friday because you're a real one, you wake up at 7 a.m. to listen to the podcast. We will possibly see you tomorrow yeah. we're gonna be gearing up we're gonna be at the pre-meet friday mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so come check that out if you're in the area and be sure to come check out the booth saturday sunday pick yeah. up a t-shirt do you guys the world. think gatlinburg will be different this year than previous years or do you think it'll be about the same I yes think it'll be about the same yeah i think it'll be i think it'll be different oh yeah i do a couple of different reasons do you think there's gonna be more people yeah yes i also think there's gonna probably so maybe i hate being the negative nancy (laughs) i don't like being the negative nancy here's my concern i thought about this for a minute okay 
uh, hear me out. Gatlinburg, the weekend, has always been a fantastic show. Slime Enough does a great, great job with, with hosting it, all that sort of good stuff. But like I said before, vibes are on everything else that yes, happens the weekend, right? The cruising, the going up and down the mountains. And there are a couple changes this year that I think are going to start pushing some more street activity. Um, mm. This year, the Vaded Mob pre-meet that's on Friday night is a paid entry. You had to pay if you wanted your show in there, and you have to pay to be a spectator. Obviously, that caused some grief by people that never want to pay five dollars for anything. Yeah, it's which, not. Yeah, it's not like it was fifty dollars or anything like that. It, no, slant enough to get it your car into a car show is ninety dollars. Yeah. So, like, it's it's a very low cost. It helps pay for the venue. It helps pay for the cops that are going to be there. But when you start putting pay blockers in front and people go anyway because they're going for the weekend because of the weekend vibes, what do you end up doing? You either get drunk at a cabin. Or you go cruise. Mm-hmm. And you usually go cruise the the street or the strip. And what I worry about is with more people getting pushed off into the street and onto the strip, you're going to see more people do more dumb stuff. And Bro, if, I hate to be that guy, but if you're going the whole weekend to Gatlinburg and you are raising and throwing a fit about a $15 entry for a fucking pre-meet, get over it. Go home. Go home. Stay Don't home. Come. Just stay home. That's And again, the only reason I say that is because I've seen it happen with uh, HOI. I've yeah. seen it happen yep. with Wisconsin Dells and Automotion. Oh, yeah, man. And I haven't seen that happen yet with Slammed Enough, Gatlinburg. So that's what I'm worried about is yeah. like a lot of the other shows that have been these like weekend style activities have kind of hit that that thing at some point. Maybe it I'm seems, wrong. I would does, love to be wrong. I mean, same, it, but it does at the same time see inevitable with the direction that a lot of these events have gone. Yeah, so if, you, if you're out there, don't bring your sideshow looking ass activity to Gatlinburg this year. Please I don't, don't. I don't care. You ruin what it sort for everyone. Of, I don't care what sort of TikTok, Snapchat, Instagram video you're trying to get. Uh, you look like a fucking idiot. Don't do it. Um, if you're not going to the pre-meet, you still want to cruise around, do it. Just have yeah. fun. Just don't be, be safe. Don't be stupid. And, uh, you know, if you can be neither of those things, just do me a favor and don't come because you, you do 100% ruin it for everybody. The moment the police don't like the event, it's You're over. screwed. Yep. You lose. You do not win against the nope. cops. You do not win against the public city. You never win against those those organizations. So the moment they start to say, "We don't really want you here," you we're done. You know, and so that that's the only thing I would I would recommend. Just be safe. Have fun. You know, have fun at the cabin. Do your stupid shit yeah. there. But yeah, and then if we get ran out of Gallenberg, what are they gonna do? Slam enough Beaver Dam, Wisconsin? <laughs> Maybe slam enough Eau Claire. <laughs> Oh She's going to be huge. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to driving the mountain roads. I want to yeah. do that so fucking bad. After we did that um, at Riverside. I, yeah. God, there I, is I'm there so is excited. one specific like mountain pass road we've done two years in a mm-hmm. row now. And I, I think it's probably like the most standard one. But it is. It's the one that goes through like the National Park. Right? Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful. I haven't done it. So there's so And the, oh, the, yeah. cool, the cool part is, is, and we plan on going on Monday, but you, you, you leave at like 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. And you start going up the mountain, and it's usually cool and dark. Mm-hmm. Then you hit like the fog. Yeah, and the fog is awesome for photos. You start going through some of these tunnels in the mountains. You keep cr- you keep going up, yep. keep going up. Then all of a sudden, you get to like the green trees. You're above the the <laughs> fog, and then you start going up even further. Then you get to the colored trees. You get a lot of the fall colors, yep. and it is just like it, you feel like you're it's traveling incredible. through four states in 25 minutes. Yeah. Literally, it, it is incredible. I remember the one time we went up there, and. Uh, yeah, you you get up to the point where you're like in the clouds, in the fog, and then you crest it, and it's like you're like on, you're like right on top of them. Some of like the overlooks and stuff, oh. you, it it looks like you're the water. 
almost damn and and it's just the coolest scene yeah and that was where uh, a good friend of ours uh steven and emily that's where steven proposed yeah. to emily just a couple years ago and they're getting married this year just super and like cool. a month well yeah. less than a month a couple weeks less than a month yeah october 14th i think it is yeah. so that's super cool but gatlinburg is going to be a blast to the slammed enough team to vaded uh mob and all of those guys that help put it together so that people can come together to enjoy the weekend thank, thank you. you thank you for doing that that's a lot of work even if you make a little bit of money, yeah. it's not always worth all the amount of shit that you have to go through. So right, because I, I I know they did have to go through. They they weren't even sure if it, the pre meet itself was gonna happen. And that's what I'm year, saying. So. Like the signs are there. Yeah. For the hesitation already, so don't don't give them more of a reason, right? If if Veda's having a tough time just getting that event to go through, mm-hmm. you're already seeing the city say, <laughs> like, hold up, hold yeah. up. There's too many people. There's too many people. We got to slow this down mm-hmm. somehow. So. Um, Josh Freeman, great job on, on leading that up. The rest of the Veda team, great job on leading up the pre-meet. I think that's an awesome event. And then Slammed Enough is obviously a, a, a bang-on event. I'm interested to see who shows up, who who displays their car. Maybe yeah. we'll get a little debut of Mr. Mr. Stancy Pants coming back. I think he's going to be there with the car. I think he's going to be there? I don't is know. He in Japan? He's still in Japan, but he I think he's going to be back. No. He lives in Japan? <laughs> No, I thought he was living in Japan. I don't oh, know. Well, we'll see. I don't know. Let's take a let's take a nice big break, and when we come back. We're going to talk about more car stuff. Nice. So the 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 listeners and the viewers of of our podcast have enjoyed when we've gone back in time a little bit to compare to current, um, because we have been in the space a little bit now enough mm-hmm. enough to get in trouble. And uh, one of the things that I've always found very interesting is when I'm seeing a trend or seeing a thing on TikTok or Instagram or YouTube nowadays, and I'm like. That, that would never fly five years ago. Or, holy crap, I can't believe that that audience or that type of build is still around. And it got me thinking, like, what are some of the biggest, maybe either flips in the car modification scene or what has, like, just completely died off a cliff that you just never seem to hear or see anymore uh, nowadays? I miss, and I know they're still out there and they're, they're still a thing, but it's not as re- or like prevalent as it was. I miss the honda days of like just the crazy honda builds where like 300 horsepower was like holy shit yeah you know we got a turbo like we got a b series that's turbocharged and it's putting down 350 wheel horse and this thing fucking rips Mm. you know that i i do miss that stuff and i know it's still out there but it's just you know we're we're getting a little older and that demographic is a little older because you know a lot of a lot of i would say younger enthusiasts are hopping into things like like the brz's and stuff like that which is fine which is great um but man, do I miss just seeing some dope Hondas sure. and like Integras and just you know a nice like like I said three hundred some horsepower yeah maybe like it's you got said a turbo maybe like it's, they're they're out there they just get overshadowed by all these do. thousand they horsepower do. builds yeah it's and, just not as nearly as popular as it as it was like I said, the people the people that absolutely love it they they're still crushing I know there's a a bunch yeah. of people out there that are still building these cars and they're doing an incredible job on it I just wish I would see it more because right. And, and you know, maybe it makes me appreciate it a little more too, but I, I love that stuff. I think that's super cool. As weird as it sounds, I think that the there's there's two, I guess, audiences that I haven't seen mm-hmm. as much anymore. One of which is like the the almost like the street drag car builds. I, I don't see a lot of anymore. I don't yeah. see a lot of like the, you know, the 800, 700 horsepower vets and the Mustangs and the Camaros anymore. Because they're all trying to shoot for like 12. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't see that. Like the streetable, yeah. the streetable cars. And yeah. then I think the other thing that kind of makes me sad is I've got, we've gone to, you know, quite a few shows and I just don't see wagons. Like 
at all anymore. And even stop making them. And well, yeah, even it's hard to even, get. <laughs> but even like with the old ones, right? Like there's yeah. still some old wagons you can snag up and buy. And and I just don't see them as much anymore. I see a lot of people like they had it, they got rid of it. They're just mm-hmm. buying a sedan now, and that and that's pretty much it. Like I do remember the days of like you'd go to a car show, and there would be, there's always some sort of AMG thing. Yeah. And then there was always a wagon of some kind. Like the what's the one that you really like? I, I mean, I like them all, but, but the the special one. What's the special one? Yeah, you have the special the one with the the moonroof white. Oh, the Jetta oh. Sport wagon. <laughs> Jetta Sport. <laughs> The not Jetta, that's your favorite. You said it's your favorite one. It, it is. It is. I wouldn't say they're like prominent in the car scene or anything. <laughs> yeah, but, but they like, are my favorite. But 100%. I remember. I remember when I got uh, ST coilovers for my C5A6. Yep. I had uh, help getting them installed at a shop in Minnesota, Minneapolis, and they had the sport wagon, brand new, mm-hmm. like six miles on it at the time, and they had the they had it parked outside, and everybody wanted to see that car that was like <laughs> i do remember when somebody bang. in uh that wisconsin was he he bought one almost like brand new and baked it and it was a big deal yeah. was, every he put, like the roof box yeah. on yeah, it yeah, yeah. and it was it was a neck breaker for sure it's just so funny this conversation because like a little more context dakota had a sport wagon t had it was yeah. awesome absolutely loved it um but you had one issue with it which was the moon roof yeah and it they, they're they're they known leak. for leaking they have a like panoramic crazy. sunroof and they they leak and it's it's stupid expensive to fix and it, dude it left three to four inches of water in my car standing because of how bad it yeah. leaked and I lived in an apartment complex I had to park it outside and they get clogged and it just happens um, but we found one at the uh, VIR and stuff <laughs> I I was freaking out because it was a slick top so no panoramic not under. only that it was a slick top it was manual yeah. and it had the black interior so goes like, like this the is grail. the holy grail and Alex was just like so confused <laughs> so why Dakota was like losing normal his ass mind. traffic it's like <laughs> Sean Sean Berger over here going nutty over like a forest green Mercedes that's 27 years old yeah. he's like well but this one was dude the, the Russian minister made the headrests for this and the steering wheel was touched by Olivia the Great and I'm like I don't want Okay. <laughs> Sean had a good. point. Yeah. He had a point. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, that was the context to that. I, yeah, I, I, I just was think like, it's so funny every time he brings it up now. <laughs> yeah, when you brought up, I was like, was he talking about the new, like, I was Avatar thinking, like, the RS- or RS6 or like Avant? Yeah, yeah, like the new. No, he's talking about Joe Sparwig. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Um, I would, I can't believe this hasn't come back yet in some way, shape, or form. And I am absolutely astounded. That it hasn't because I think it would do extremely well right now is spinners. I don't know oh, how yeah. spinners haven't made a comeback. They, I know there's aero discs and yeah, stuff like yeah. that. That doesn't count. No. That's not a fucking spinner. That's a plastic there, cover. I I feel like there's attempts I've every seen year or so where maybe it's just a social media thing too where I get hit with it. But it's like someone will have yeah. a set of like you know. Uh, what the hell I are think they the called? work the worky mitts um, I've seen and and they've like done like mm-hmm. floater conversions. I'm just with saying like base. a modern company with a modern set of oh, wheels come out with like bringing new... out a modern okay, set gotcha, of spinners. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. There's a way to modernize it. It doesn't all need to be chrome with blades. It, yeah. You know, you could put a modern twist on a set of spinners or floaters, and I think it would do well. I think the floater idea is a super cool concept. I've loved seeing that more in like the VIP mm-hmm. JDM scene. But yeah, I would I would agree. I haven't seen that like at all. 
to be honest. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just I I think it might just be a little too much. I don't know. Everything else has come back, dude. Have you seen the yeah, fucking wings it. on cars? The chassis mount <laughs> wings. That I've seen I feel the like most have, insane crazy wings, but nobody like will do spinners. Died off quite a bit. Yeah, like the they, big they wings, have. Yeah. But what I'm saying is they came back. Oh yeah, and they yeah, did yeah. it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, the the wing the wings themselves came back. And wings came back. Body kits. Huge. Yeah. Uh, yeah crazy right. vinyl slash paint jobs. Mm. All that has made it back. Somehow spinners got left in the dust. Yeah. Just a little Maybe bit. they'll have their time. I don't know if I would run them personally. I probably <laughs> wouldn't, but like I would love to see more of them. Yeah. I think it'd be cool to see some like floaters on the glory or something. That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. You can figure it out. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think what other styles. Um, I, I feel like the exhaust pipe craze has died down a lot too, and I'm okay with that. It was oh, getting like the too big blast pipes. Yeah, I, I don't mind a little like turn up mm-hmm. just yeah, a little, little bit little, sticking little out beep. but once you get over like six inches the with the it, yeah it's just <laughs> fucking the, it looks gaudy like when you do that to a car it's immediately like i would never buy that car from you because <laughs> that thing is thrash that's what it immediately looks like yeah. it doesn't look cool or anything it's fucking stupid honestly <laughs> so i have i had that died down i'm kind of was hoping to see maybe like there was a period in time where people just threw glass packs on every single Chevy 1500. Well, that's because we were. That's because we were just all broke. Yeah, but I would have. I would have like thought bucks. that like somewhere somewhere along like the truck enthusiast line, somebody would have come in and been like, "Stop doing that," and had enough of an emo- like an, an influential pivot in that scene to not do it anymore. And I still hear glass packs on 1500s. Oh and yeah, F1, literally every oh. single time I'm down college. Just and go like, to a high school parking guys, lot. You'll find it. Guys, please. Please, it's so fucking please, loud too. Just something in like you can you can make them sound good. Like you can make a five seven sound good on a truck. Like it doesn't have to be anything crazy. It's like no, I'm gonna cut this motherfucker. And I'm just gonna shoot it out the side. And it's like ah, oh, it's no. like it's like the ear piercing rasp that just. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you make in V8 sound like a fucking four cylinder, but that ugh. What yeah, straight pipe four cylinder. Absolutely. Yeah, straight pipe NA four cylinders not the move. Don't do that. No, don't absolutely do that. Not. I think seeing, um, I think it's been kind of cool to see the continuation though of the sport tuner car like stay alive mm-hmm. throughout the throughout the years. I guess hanging in there. You know the the BRZ and FRS. I think really. Oh, that was a big that, upswing. You big know the upswing for that. And I think a lot of people thought it was going to die. As weird as it sounds, like with the Tiburon GT, if you remember that car, I like those cars. Well, no, I, I did too. I, I I wanted one of those. I wanted. It a came GT. in a V six. It yeah. came in a manual. They exactly. sounded good. That's what I'm saying. Is like, but outside it didn't look of the worst. outside of that, when people were looking at like a newer kind mm. of come up into into that car, there, there wasn't a whole. Yeah, lot you had like there. you had like the Z. You had the Tiburon. You had the Celica. You had. So it, it felt yeah. like it felt like there weren't a lot of like quality yeah not the, quality the eclipse, but you know what i mean the eclipse just kept getting more bubbly and weird weird <laughs> i do think to be to be fair i do think that if somebody took that bubble gen the fourth mitsubishi gen. the fourth gen and put like just the newer ish stuff on it like led taillights and stuff uh, from factory i do think it would actually do hold up. well because i'm starting to see this kind of style come back which is like these like half balloon style where it like comes down like this and then it cuts right underneath would, like a design language i would I'd, much rather take a third gen oh so would i i mean i think fourth gens are the kind of the worst looking ones yeah. but I, that's I, my always, opinion. I, I don't know I, when i was a kid i liked the fourth gens or when i was younger right the fourth gens uh, but i agree i think someone could do a gnarly third gen build yeah, yeah. the the problem with the third gens the 
just from being a part of this community, the wheel arches are really weird. Yeah. It's like when you lower, like they, they kick out, like they don't, it's not like a half circle. They like kick out like really far back and like forward. So like when you lower it, the wheels look like super tiny. So then you have to put like oh, big wheels on it. Gotcha. And it's like, you're putting weird. like 20 inch wheels on a third gen eclipse. And then that gets weird. <laughs> like it, it is a, it is a fine, like weird balance of it. But yeah, I would, I would love to see a well done third gen. There was a, a show that we went to, I think it was an Anago at one time. Um, someone had a third gen eclipse. It was a V six one and he had it built for drag racing and it had like, a, oh. it was, had a spray on it. So you had a big bottle of NOS in the back. The engine was like a high compression, like build from the engine. It was a really nice, like cage, like setup, and it like, but it looked from like the outside, like really unsuspecting. You opened up and like, there was just pipe, like big piping stuff. I was like, this thing is fucking cool. That's neat. Like, I loved that. And he's like, yeah, I drag race this thing all the time. And he's like, it's really fun. Yeah. I think it would be interesting to see over the next couple of years. And I know it's kind of like a hot topic with certain people. Like EVs are obviously continuing to grow. They're a massive portion of the the market nowadays. Um, But that doesn't mean that they're a massive market of like the performance car segment. They're Mm -hmm. still a, a tiny, 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 tiny piece. But People have gone into, they've modified the Teslas, and there's a very specific type of people that modify Teslas, and you can kind of see it in the way that they like modify the car. You know what I mean? They're always on bags. They've always got the exposed frunk. They've got the Duracell joke livery. In the front. <laughs> yeah. And and I think, not that there's anything wrong with that, because everybody that I've talked to in the Tesla community has been awesome, but I would like to see over the next couple of years, and I think it's going to come up, with like Kia and Hyundai coming up with some of their EVs and seeing other companies start to introduce hybrid technology in their sports cars. I think it'd be really cool to see what people do with those cars from a modification perspective because they do look different like hybrid cars and ev cars they've got a different chassis design they got a different front end design batteries but but like you know what i mean i think like ford's trying to introduce it where it's like it's a little bit of both it kind of looks like a car it kind of doesn't what do you think like the mach mach e gt i think is a perfect example but i do think even though there's some there's a lot of ugly ones out there like I do like the EV6. I think that looks kind of cool. It'd be cool to see that thing lowered and see what people do with it. And I don't know. I think it'll be a, a, a fresh taste, hopefully, to get more people to to jump into the scene because, like in California, in five or ten years, you're not going to be able yeah. to do this just, with a normal car. You're going to have to have an EV pretty much, and you're gonna if you're an enthusiast, you're gonna have to learn how to modify an EV. So hopefully, I'm not looking forward to it. It doesn't look like tra- well, we live in Wisconsin, so we, we're about forty I know, years that's away. Why from I'm that. continue no, we'll to be live in Wisconsin. Fine. Yeah, I I I don't like it. What? I don't, <laughs> I don't like I don't like the whole EV craze with all these manufacturers. I just don't like it. Well, that's some very like I don't know, boomer. I know it is. I know it is, but I just don't like it. Well, I think like for, I just don't for, care about for it. me. For me personally, it's it's a matter of, and this is where, we, where the discussion I think gets heated. So if you guys have an opinion on this, you know, drop it in the comments. But it's not just the concept of EVs, mm-hmm. right, that are a problem. It is the forced adoption of right. the system, yes. which yeah. in a lot of places just doesn't work. You know, in Wisconsin, and hopefully it does in the future, but in Wisconsin, when there's 10 inches of snow on the ground and you have to go from here to Waukesha or Milwaukee, you can't get there with any current mass-produced electric vehicle. No. 
you cannot get there because the charge drains so fast in the weather. It's completely useless. You know, maybe in California when the weather is 76 every goddamn day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it works for you, but it doesn't work for things up here right now. And I still think by when people are like, oh, well, you're going to have to. In five years, you're going to no. have to. It's like, no, no. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. I think the technology will keep advancing, though. And I mean, it's just another car. There's still going to be fucking gas cars everywhere in our lifetime that will never change i think it's like, the the option though of of them will decrease mm-hmm. over sure. time you know and and sports cars are known for being the first thing to get cut from a lineup yep. when the market downturns or when there's an adoption of certain things so yep. you're going to see companies like see, hyundai and kia come up with a, a, a sports car with hybrid technology and that's where i'm saying i just hope they don't mess it up which i guess is sad and i i get that but like there's so many cars out that i have an experience that i'd love to that like even if they cut all sports cars off today and they're all electric from now on, there's still so many platforms that is, I would go that get. The 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 cost of those will fucking skyrocket. Yeah, because that's, then you have more people that's demanding. That's what it. I'm looking at. I know it's really not a great way to look at it, but like my worry is that, you know, that does happen and that's it. There's now a limited number of this. Yeah. And once it's limited, the price only goes up. Well, I mean, yeah, but there there's that with a ton of cars right yeah. now. There's yeah. a, like a S2000. They don't make those oh, right. anymore, yeah. and you can still get them for a decent price. Yeah. I just feel like it would, add, it would add another layer to eh, it. I think you're worrying. It's not a problem for our lifetime, maybe our kids' That's, lifetime yeah, or that, something like that, I'm not which lo- yeah. sucks. Which I'm not sucks, losing but, uh, sleep over it by any means. It's, it's just, just like, I don't I don't mind it if a new EV is coming out. Fucking cool. I, yeah. don't, I don't care. No, and I don't, again, I don't think it's that. I don't think there's a problem with it being an EV. Again, it's like... It's the idea. It's the idea and the adoption and what it pushes out because there are cars that it's you know it's it's gonna push out you know when you're looking at a production line and you can make 10,000 of this or you could make 2,000 of this and the 2,000 is a sports car that's a v6 or v8 but this one gives you a tax credit it gives you you know added this you gets you lower costs on almost every business be like all right well we'll make the the ev sorry gr86 fourth gen you know we we don't want to make watch this hear me out i'm watching we go into the future and everything's ev okay (laughs) You listening? This Scotty Kilmer's coming up. Electricity yeah. <laughs> I can hear prices <laughs> start skyrocketing because everyone has EVs. So the, the grids can't handle it. So being able to charge your car becomes extremely expensive. Now gas cars are the craze because gas is so affordable because nobody has it. And then they start reproducing gas cars again because it's nostalgic. People love them. And fuel is so goddamn cheap because nobody's running gas cars anymore. And just, just, just so you know... Um, so We're going to get cars like the HHR last. again and the Thunderbird oh, no. and Why? all of that stuff because those are going to be the first. But they're going to be like, we're going to remake the Ford Mustang and it is going to be the ugliest looking I was thing just trying to think positive. Why are you guys going to keep shitting on it? Because uh, Scotty Kilmer came out. I could just hear the title and the thumbnail. Well, I was trying to do something for you guys because you're getting all depresso <laughs> espresso on the EVs coming out. And it's I know. Like, I think they're cool. I like hybrid technology. We just got so many fucking good cars out. So many good yeah. cars. How many of them are underneath the Toyota umbrella? Though? Most of them. Most of them. Majority. Yeah. So that's what I worry about. It's well, like the moment Toyota removes, like, let's say they pull out of that that space, right? Which hopefully they never do. But they've got so many cars in that in that lineup right now where it's like you pull that out, you're left with what? Well, Civic? Civic, Nissan, and BMW for the most part. <laughs> I believe Civic is Honda. No, no, no. But I mean, <laughs> I mean, but let's car. be real though. Right now, it is. 
Civic. It's, it's, it's a Civic. It's funny. I know. Civic, <laughs> Nissan, BMW. Yeah, I mean, it's, I don't think I'm wrong. I, I still no, think no, I'm no. right in the I, conversation. I'm, like, it doesn't change the fact that when you look at Honda as a car manufacturer, the only thing that they have really that would be in that lineup is a Civic. That's why Mazda's coming back with the rotor. They're, no, they're not. They're Daddy, not. Daddy Ford won't let them. Anyway, I don't give a fuck. We'll have to let you. You guys will have to let us know what you think on that whole concept because that conversation just never seems to die. But it's mostly on the West Coast where all those conversations are happening. Up here, we just talk about cheese and beer, and yeah, and we just kind of it trickles in, and we're like, okay, and we're like, okay, no, <laughs> thank you though, and then we close the door. <laughs> yeah. But let us know in the comments. Thank you guys so much for listening to this uh, Martini Works podcast. If you want to hear us talk about anything specific, let us know below. If you got a build. Go add it to our build threads over at martiniworks.com. And if you're looking to build your car, wait, what is it? If you're mod your car, Dakota keeps slapping me across the head for getting the statement wrong. Mod your car, martiniworks.com. Did I get it right? Did I get it right? Logan, just say it. Come see us again. He just says something different. We'll be there. (laughs) Yeah. All right. We'll talk to you guys later. Thank you. Bye. Bye.